Hi, everybody. It's Kimberly. I'm an eternal life student, which simply means human. At the end of the day, that really is the only title that we need. I think people are like walking books. We each have our own story that we can share with each other. And by doing this, together, we can grow stronger together. Today, I have a guest speaker, uh, Dane McCormick. Very nice to have you here, Dane. Thank you so much for being here. How thank are you, you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Kimball. Wonderful. And um, so today's topic is be the master of your fate and be the captain of your soul, which I'm looking forward to hearing all about that. But before we go there, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself, where you're from, things like that, if you don't mind. Absolutely, Kimberly. Thank you very much. I grew up down in Tasmania. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, had a great childhood down there and unfortunately had to escape to the mainland to pursue my career. And yeah, took off from there and worked for several of the world's biggest companies and by being master of my fate and captain of my soul. Yes. And then, yes, recently I was, I was diagnosed with cancer back in 2018. Oh, sorry to hear that. 12 months in hospital and yeah, lost the toes off my right foot and 20 centimetres of my bowel and my long and short-term memories and my sense of smell, my sense of taste, but not my sense of humour. Oh. <laughs> oh Laughter really is the best medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Laughter is very important. It truly is. Absolutely. And uh, I can tell by uh, your smile and the strength that you're showing that uh, <clears throat> this, this wasn't just a little journey. You were very strong through it all. It's been quite the journey full of mystery, intrigue, and suspense. Yes. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about what does it mean to you for be the master of your fate and be the captain of your soul? Because from what I read a little bit about you, that that's helped you a lot through life, if I'm correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's all about um, the poem Invictus by William Ernst Henley. Yes. It was profoundly inspirational during my cancer journey. I'd always used it for strength, but yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just I'll read it out for you. Yes, please. Out of the night that covers me, black as pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I've not winced. I've cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloodied, but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the ears finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Beautiful. It's wonderful, isn't it? Yes. It really is. Yes. Contracting cancer was absolutely a bludgeoning of chance, but we're all bludgeoned by chance throughout our careers and lives. It's true. Luckily, I had the most amazing parents who taught me to be a master of my fate, to be captain of my soul. So I I bludgeoned by chance. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I read a little bit about how important your parents were to you and, and how they inspired you with the mindset that you are, that you're living with. Correct. Um, Correct. Do you want me to explain that one for you? Yes, please. Yes, my father was a, a boiler maker welder with the largest onion exporter in the Southern Hemisphere. Amazing little company down in Tasmania called Vicon. Mm -hmm. He would tour the world taking photographs of the latest in onion harvesting and processing equipment. Oh, wow. And come home and build it in his workshop without engineers or drawings or calculations. He had a vision of what he wanted to build. Then he just figured out how to do it using chalk sketches on the workshop floor. Really? He once took a tractor and turned it into a self-propelled onion harvester with just chalk sketches on the floor. Oh, my goodness. That was so inspirational. 
You must yep. have you told me that when you hit a problem, you don't wince or cry out. Sit down, you fix it. Doesn't matter how long it takes, even if it's with chalk sketches on the floor. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, and yes. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. My mother taught me to trust my gut, to know my instincts and desires and wants and needs so well, the answer is immediately obvious. Don't have to overthink it. She also let me lead the way. She let me learn how to sail in Bass Rate, one of the roughest waterways in the world, when I couldn't swim. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I had so much fun jumping off the big waves in Bass Strait, even when they knocked me out of the boat. This <laughs> taught me at a young age to not be scared, but be prepared. Make sure I was wearing a life vest, that a safety boat was close by. Oh, to learn to sail in the river before heading out of the Bass Strait. Wow. She also encouraged me to try new things, sometimes insisting. Yeah. One day in primary school, she sat me down in the playground and said, in no uncertain terms, your brother's playing field hockey, you're playing it too. Oh. <laughs> I really didn't want to play it. But there was no arguing with that sentence so of a grudging idea. Didn't stop for the next 30 years. That's such a good time. I made so many good friends. See? <laughs> because of her insistence, she forced me to enjoy years of bliss and happiness. That's wonderful. That taught me at a young age to not be scared of jumping into the unknown. You don't know what you're going to enjoy. Do you give it a go? Exactly. It's so true, right? You could have Correct. just done nothing. Um, but because of experiencing that's, that. Yeah. Yeah. They've helped me be master of my fate and captain of my soul because it's about problem solving. You hit an issue, you get, a, you get bludgeoned by chance, you sit down and you think about how you're going to recover and get on yes. with it. And, yeah, it's about being master of your fate by, you know, jumping into opportunity when yes. they arise. And if you trust your gut, you know your instincts and desires and wants and needs, so you can do that. They really gave you a good foundation by teaching you Absolutely. all those different things. You're a very Absolutely. lucky man. For sure. Couldn't agree more. Yes. So, okay, so give me some examples of what you did uh, when you had to do sketches on the floor for things that appeared in your life, which it sounds like you've had many things. I've had many things, yeah. Yes. Really, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> my first great example is though was when I was in high school, mm -hmm. <clears throat> working as a waiter in a local pub's restaurant. Okay. On my very first night working, they were expecting a slow evening, so I was the only waiter. Oh, no. And I also had to wash the dishes because our chefs were there to cook. <laughs> They then had the busiest night they've ever had. There's about 40 tables and every seat was taken as soon as we opened. Oh, my goodness. But I didn't win so cry out. I was master of my fate and I slowly conquered that tough night. Good for you. Also respected that my boss would never put me in that position ever again. Mm -hmm. And he never did. And That's I had good. many enjoyable nights working there. <laughs> my head was bloodied. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, though, it sounds like you find a way to have the strength no matter what situation yeah, you're in. And, yeah, and uh, I think that's, that's the mindset people need to take, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. You can't, you can't just let it win. You have to find a way to, to make it work. Yeah, and respect is a big part of that. Yes. You need to respect other people and things. And, yeah, so a good example of that is my first job out of mm -hmm. school. I was down in Hobart with a government-owned training centre that was run as a business. Oh, wow. The Centre for Precision Technology. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, it was a five-year program, about a dozen trainees per year. We worked on the factory floor gaining a trade certificate in precision manufacturing. Wow. Or manufacturing parts for customers and also studying at university for a Bachelor of Technology in Manufacturing Engineering. It gave us practical experience in the discipline we'd soon be designing and managing. That's wonderful. I got bludgeoned by chance though in my third year when the government shut the centre down. Oh. But I didn't win so far. Good. 
because I respected that the Tasmanian government was funding the centre to benefit the Tasmanian manufacturing industry. Mm-hmm. And most of the graduates escaped to the mainland, as I did too. We weren't delivering the outcome the government needed. (laughs) Wow. So then what happened? I had to escape to the mainland. Right. (laughs) Well, no, I didn't. I didn't didn't do that initially. I wanted, I'd search desperately for a job in Tasmania. Okay. I, um, yeah, got the chalk out. (laughs) The gap. (laughs) I examined every single manufacturing company down there, which didn't take long because there's not many, unfortunately. I couldn't find a single job to apply for. Right. But I'd become really good friends with another trainee at the centre. His mm-hmm. parents had moved to Brisbane, okay. where he found this amazing Bachelor of Manufacturing Engineering, which was much, much, much better than the Bachelor of Technology we were studying down in Hobart. Okay. Even better, it was a dual degree with marketing as the second major. Hmm. So I was master of my fate, and I moved up to Brisbane. Okay. To study full-time, so I could do really well and land an awesome new job. Nice. My new chalk sketch was filled with beaches and palm trees, warm weather, fun parks, good friends and a bright new future. I like that drawing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I gained honours in both those degrees and yes. it would lead me to work for several of the world's biggest companies. Wow. My head was bloodied, but unbowed. Yes. You kept on going forward, right? Correct. Yep. Don't get angry. Just, yep. Sit down. What's next? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. So after that, then what happened? I know there's a lot more to the story. Oh, yeah. I landed an awesome job as production engineer for Corvette Queensland. Yes. imported Chevrolet Corvettes and mm-hmm. trucks and converted them to right-hand drive so they could be driven in Australia. Nice. They were located in the regional Queensland town of Gympie, which is mm-hmm. about two hours north of Brisbane. Okay. I'd, I'd grown up in a regional town, so that didn't run. And I found Gympie to be a nice town. I mean, they feed you pie when you go to the gym. Get it? Gym pie? <laughs> <laughs> but it was my first job out of, office job out of university. Uh, okay. My gut told me I'd need more learning and growth opportunities. So I trusted my gut and sketched out a plan. Good. The plan was a sketch. The job was a masterpiece worthy of any museum. Yeah. With multinational defence and aerospace giant Boeing. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. I was the Very first. Very impressive lean manufacturing specialist that employed in Australia. So I've got the pleasure of learning all about how they do it in their factory in Seattle, Washington, <laughs> in the, the world's biggest shed. They have separate production lines for each of their plane models. Most amazing part is they've implemented a moving line. The plane constantly moves while it's being built. Really? They have tool, tools and parts placed at strategic locations. So when the plane gets there, everything the workers need to, they're ready to go. Wow. Incredible. Also got to drive a left-hand drive car on the right side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> so then what happened? I came back to Australia and delivered training courses and facilitated lean workshops at all the Boeing sites around Australia. Wonderful. Where we looked after the F-111 fighter jet and the C-17 cargo plane and so much more. Yeah, amazing. See, and amazing. if you just gave up from before, right, you didn't draw those sketches on the floor, you never would have got there. Yeah, however... I mean, even Uh-oh. though I couldn't see the learning and growth opportunities at Corvette Queensland, mm-hmm. it was the quality assurance capability I developed when I implemented ISO 9001 for them. Oh, wow. That landed me the job at Boeing. Wouldn't have got it without it. Exactly. And I wouldn't have got the opportunity to do that at a lot, so early in my career in a larger company. So, yeah, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't matter which road you go down. Who knows what cool shit you'll see on the way. It's <laughs> so true, right? You don't know what's yep. going to happen. Trust me, driving Corvettes was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Corvettes are cool. I'll give you that. (laughs) But I was then master of my fate by 
keeping an eye out for other job opportunities within Boeing Australia. Okay. And the next job was as quality manager in the integrated logistics support capability. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't call it an interesting job, but I really wanted to work there because I was such a good manager in charge. Okay. So I jumped in. And, and how did it uh, go? Yeah, that, that set off a series of events that landed me in my dream job. Oh, amazing, see? Yes. So you don't, just because that lean job was so cool, you don't just stick there. You don't look around. You explore yeah. your goals. Very, Very important. Got to keep yeah, on not, keeping your eyes open and looking around, right? Correct. Correct, yeah. Not long after I jumped in there, the, one of the customers on a $500 million program started jumping up and down that we weren't implementing reliability engineering properly on his program. Mm. We didn't have a reliability engineer at the time or previously. Okay. I'd never even heard of reliability engineering. <laughs> but I asked around and it was fascinating, highly complex statistical mathematics. And I love maths. I should have been a mathematician. Ah. So I threw myself in the deep end, taught myself all about reliability engineering. Wonderful. Delved deeply into the program. I gathered evidence that we were implementing. I presented that back to the customer and everyone was happy. Wonderful. Doesn't matter which road you go down, who knows what cool shit you'll see on the way. This is true. And well, you taught right. yourself, you, you end up teaching yourself something. It's not that someone went and gave it to you. You went and you actually taught Correct. yourself the stuff. That's the important Correct. Part, right? Correct. But yes. that road sure did help me find some cool stuff. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've done so well at that job. I got the opportunity of a lifetime. Wonderful. Boeing Australia created an advanced systems team. Yes. I was one of the first members. Wow. And we were asked to look widely across the global Boeing company to identify products and services we delivered elsewhere that could be applied to the Australian market That's and then amazing. develop business strategies to bring here. Oh, yeah, it was incredible. Had so much fun doing all sorts of different capabilities, unmanned air vehicles, command and control systems, satellites, you name it. Oh, my goodness. So cool. Very cool. Very cool. I think I bludgeoned by chance again, though. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bludgeoning going on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then what happened? The Boeing Australia difficulties. And they needed to restructure to cut overhead costs and advanced systems with overhead. So, boom, we were gone. Yeah. But they loved what I was doing and how I was doing. They come to me, they're like, we really want you to continue doing it, but we need to find you a new job position. Okay. That job position was in Canberra. I doubt you'd find too many people longing to move to Canberra, especially after the amazing life I established up in Brisbane. Yes. But it had a couple of business trips there. It was a nice little city. Okay. Really liked the new manager I'd be working for, so I was master of my fate. I made the big move. And how did that turn out? So glad I did. Yes. Canberra is such a wonderful city. It's highly underrated by everyone, right? Uh, Never would have moved there if Boeing hadn't moved me. I got so lucky Boeing moving to Canberra. See? You went with it instead of just, just saying, go with it, yeah. no. Jump into the unknown. That's yeah. it. If something, if an opportunity places itself there, you have to try it. Correct. You don't know what's going to pass you by if you don't. Yep, it was all expenses paid. So oh well, then why not? Then <laughs> 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 you had no excuse at all. <laughs> True. Uh, but I then got bludgeoned by chance again. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> then what happened? The Boeing Australia restructure kept rolling. Less than 12 months after moving me to Canberra, they suddenly they're like, well, um, well, we'll move you back to Brisbane, all expenses paid, or and find you a new job, or you can take a redundancy. Okay. <laughs> Frankly, I was sick of them screwing me around, so I took the redundancy and I ran. Okay. <laughs> you had to try something different this time, right? Actually, I rode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I bought a book of the best motorcycle rides in Australia. Oh, really? Decided I'd ride as many of them as I could while I looked for a new job. Ooh, good for you. It doesn't matter which road you go down. Who knows what cool stuff you'll see on the way. This is true. <laughs> you got to enjoy life sometimes and look around, not just look at Absolutely. work, but look at life itself. Absolutely. So I strapped the camping gear and a computer and a suit and a tire back to the, on the back of my bike so I could continue applying for jobs and attending interviews and I took off. Nice. Yeah, plan to go up to Brisbane to or riding the best roads to catch up with all my busy mates and back down the coast to the do the mecca of all rides, the Great Ocean Road, and then get the passenger ferry over to Tassie. Didn't need my book of best parts I could ride in Tassie. <laughs> Driven them all previously. Oh, wow. I, I <laughs> can only imagine the memories you have with that. That that's must be beautiful. Um, oh, yeah. Riding all Absolutely. around. Yes. I only got up to Brisbane, though. Oh, no. <laughs> I flew back to Canberra for an interview. That landed okay. me a job with, with KPMG and management consulting. <laughs> I see. There you go. Never even thought about a job in management consulting before I applied for a job in one. So. But it doesn't matter which road you go down. Who knows what cool stuff you'll see on the way. So I climbed aboard. That's true. <laughs> not, not before I climbed aboard the mule and race back to Canberra to repair. <laughs> no time to ride the rest road straight down the highway to Canberra. Wow. Yep. And then what happened? <laughs> well, then I walked into the office of KPMG and uh, met my future wife Amanda Beezer in the product in the induction program. See and if you didn't go there you never would have had that happen. Correct doesn't matter. You could have been just riding the roads instead. Yeah yeah but then my cancer journey happened of course I'm not sure I was bludgeoned by chance more like beaten after death. Yes. Because of all the side effects from the cancer treatment. Yes. I definitely winced quite a bit there but I didn't cry loud. I respected because I respected I respected that the cancer treatment had saved my life. Yes. And the side effects were just an outcome of that life-saving treatment. Good. And that allowed me to be master of my fate, to be captain of my soul. Yes. And not get angry at the medical staff for causing the side effects. Correct. But work with them to develop strategies to continue living a happy life, even with the side effects. Yes. And I'm really happy to tell you that I have resumed a happy life, thanks to the amazing services they provide. That's Canberra right. Hospital. That's right. Amazing, yeah. I'm very happy to hear that. And, you know, a lot of people would have been angry and you chose not to. Very easily to do that. Right? Definitely. Yep. And how did you remain strong? That respect. I respected that it saved my life. Yes. And there's an issue. You hit a problem. Sit down and fix it. Don't get angry. Sit yes. down and fix it. And it's true. That's just it. Yep. I think a lot of Correct. times people, they, they get that anger and then they're stuck and they can't go anywhere. But if yeah. you sit down... And you make that plan, like you said, start to figure out different things, then you can move forward, right? It gives me faith that I can get through things because I've done it before. Yes, yeah. you have many times. Yeah, work my way out of it. Yeah. No, that's yeah, one of the most rewarding things I did because I lost my long-term memories is I sat down and wrote my autobiography. Yes. And I never you sat back and looked anywhere? at it. Um, you have a blog, I know that you yes, have you out can there. you can send a link out to that one, Kimberly. No problem. Okay, great. I'll put that out there so that people can see it if you're okay with that. Absolutely, yeah. I think it is important for people to hear your story. I do. And that gave me confidence that I could conquer this tough time because I'd done it previously. Yes, yeah. definitely. I've got the problem solving capability to do it. Yeah. You're a fighter and you're strong and you don't give up. And uh I think that definitely helps. But uh you have a lot of people who, who helped give you the foundation that uh, you grew up with in life that helped you as well. So many people, Kimberly. So many people. 
Yes. And my autobiography is a celebration of everything important in my life, all the people and places and things that helped me do that. Yeah. And I had a lot to celebrate. So it is quite a long read. <laughs> oh, you know what, though? It's worth it. I've already started to read some of your little snippets of other things that um, I'm very impressed by you. And you inspire me by all the things that you've been through. So thank you. I appreciate uh, you sharing these stories. They're important. They really are. Everyone has a good story to tell, Kimball. Yes, Everyone. they do. That's what I love about it. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Definitely. So, all right. So right now, um, you're doing better. Uh, you're staying stronger, correct? Uh, correct. Good. Um, you're using uh, your story to help others. Um, yes. If I read correctly, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, you still have a job, right? You went back and you were able to get a job um, that was suited for your new lifestyle. Am I correct? Absolutely. An amazing new job, yeah. Can you explain a little bit about that? Well, I was, I was talking to my electrician one day, and he mentioned that his neighbor owned a, a, a defense company. He does computer stuff. Okay, great. <laughs> I had actively avoided computer work my entire career. Oh, really? <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, now you're placed again with opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they just hand it over and go, here you go, good luck. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, but, um, I wasn't in a position to argue, so I jumped in, and what I found was an amazing computer company that works so closely with the users and clients that they produce software even better than what everyone expected, so easy to use and everything, mm -hmm. yeah. That's Absolutely. Fine. And they also have outstanding flexible working practices that are making it so much easier to deal with the acquired brain injury that I acquired during my cancer journey. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I've just by being, being master of my fate, being captain of my soul has led me to another amazing place. That's wonderful. That really is. I'm really happy that everything is going in the right direction for you and that uh, you're able to do such things. Um, I, know, I know that you're not going to stop. And I know there's going to be sketches everywhere. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And Time to get the choke out. Sometimes there's bludgeon, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Happens everywhere. Hopefully not as often. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going um, to end our podcast soon. Uh, but before I do, I did want to ask, is there any message you want to give to people uh, that are listening right now? Yeah, please. Next time you get bludgeoned by chance. Don't wince or cry loud. Be master of your fate. Be captain of your soul. It will take you to many amazing places. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. And I would love to have you back again one day if you'd be interested. Um, Absolutely, Kimberly. Wonderful. Uh, we could talk more about your autobiography or any other topic that you're interested in sharing. I know you have a wealth of knowledge behind you. Um, I am going to um, end our podcast now. I do ask for people to please uh, like, subscribe, and please enter any comments that you're interested in. Um, we'd be very happy to hear from you. Um, and thank you very much again. Um, one moment, please. Okay. Um, so one second.